0: Hello, and welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We have a new seller update release. Is it good? Is it bad? We'll find out in just a moment. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's one 1-833- 833 three two two nine seven two three this is fake announcer guy saying here's philip and sherry so that's uh, sherry smith and philip jackson your hosts uh, on the selling on ebay radio show thank you very much indeed for joining us again uh sherry's a full-time ebay seller she's based out in colorado there's a lot of uh, consignment type selling and uh, has been basking in the glory of having performed <laughs> at the uh, eBay Open event. I think she gets the, uh, before, the performer with the highest energy level award, which uh-huh. frankly, I think was needed by many people. But there we are. Uh, we'll find out more about that a little bit uh, later on.
1: And Philip went full-time on eBay 12 years ago. He sells high-end audio equipment to businesses. Philip lives in Orlando, Florida, where he was recently visited by an unwelcome guest who left his yard in need mm. of serious raking. And although I often say he lives in the swamps, he's got quite a spot off the water. It looks beautiful, but I'm guessing you don't take a swim very often?
0: (laughs) Well, not not in the pool. I go in from time to time, but the the natural (laughs) watercourse, I'm afraid, is uh, a little bit more exciting than that. So, uh, no, don't do that. (laughs)
1: Lots
0: of... um, Interesting animals in there. All right, so that's uh, us. Uh, you can find out more about us at our little website. That's sell, sell, online. if you want to find out more about who we are, our stores, what we do, that kind of thing. Also, you can uh, send us an email through that site, and uh, we'll do our best to answer any questions that you have. Uh, and anyway, coming up in this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show, we have
1: the fall seller update
0: good or bad for mm, sellers good question and also uh, after a certain amount of hiatus we have some action on the uh, various cyber stalking cases we'll bring you the latest on those
1: mm. and the free ebay swag store is open for business sort of
0: and uh, i think i found a job in ebay i'm going to apply for Oh, All right, very good. Uh, so news this week. Well, I'll start off because uh, I think anyone who is in uh, Florida or generally maybe the southeast of the U.S. had some fun times recently as the storm came through. But there's nothing more dull on the radio than people whacking on about, you know, their particular storm when you haven't been experiencing it. So we won't spend too long on that. But uh, if you're expecting something to be uh, sent to you from some parts of Florida, it might be a little while before they are able to produce labels and stuff.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty fascinating. I was watching the Weather Channel. Oh, very good. From over here in Colorado. It's a little uh, daunting when
0: all those spaghetti lines literally pass through your backyard. When they all sort of converge, that was when it gets interesting.
1: Yeah, I want to hear more about it. Uh, But first, we'll talk about address-specific tracking is required for authenticated sneakers uh, as of November 1st. And FedEx labels um, will be produced by eBay for fourteen ninety five. eBay will be charging the buyer, and eBay will be taking care of it. So, as a seller, mm-hmm. there is you don't no shipping to set up when you're selling sneakers that are going to be authenticated, as far as I understand it.
0: Now, my guess is that they are fearful of or have had issues with people running scams because I think the way they had it before was that they were taking USPS delivery confirmation as a proof of delivery. And I think that leaves them open to a fairly obvious fraud because if I wanted to help myself to a few hundred bucks of eBay's money, I would simply steal a photo of a good looking pair of shoes. I would post it on the site. I'd have my buddy, shall we call her Sherry, buy them from me for let's say $500 and um and to fulfill the order i would take a brick stick it in a box send it off to a an address somewhere in the same zip code as the authentication center and then wait a couple of weeks have my buddy Sherry then file a claim because she hasn't received said sneakers and when ebay does the drains up as to where they've got to it will show up as having been delivered because it's in the same zip code. And then they'll pay me out as well as Shari uh, because it will show up as they've lost them somewhere in their warehouse. So I think that is why there the system is, is being changed so that no longer is just the same zip code adequate for proof of delivery. They actually have you, you have to, the onus is on you to show that it was delivered to their address and not just a location in that zip code. I think that's probably why. FedEx is now the preferred label provider for this because I think they have access to much more data from FedEx than they ever get from USPS. And if you use USPS, my guess is if something goes wrong, you will be out of your money. And how much did you get uh, in, your, in your swag bank account from the eBay open?
1: Well, eBay said based on my participation, I went definitely to the... Anyway, I, I, I was watching different things that's not very specific anyway i got 50 mm-hmm. and do you think everyone got I, 50
0: or do you think there really was a system where they were allocating out different amounts of money
1: i don't know i feel like they might have some hmm. variance they know people talk
0: yeah
1: i certainly didn't go to a lot of the sessions
0: oh, i'm just curious if, you, if, if you've got a different number than 50 Let us know. I'm just curious as to whether they actually did have this fantastic point system running or whether that was just something that got too complicated and they just said, oh, daggy, let's just get around 50 and move on.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I got the email that uh showed uh, the swag store, but I didn't yet receive the one that gives me the account. Did you?
0: I checked. I think it came through more or less at the same time. Oh. But I was a bit disappointed when I went to the swag store. Maybe it'd been cleaned out by all the gannets that got there before me. There was like six items in it, none of which really seemed that appealing.
1: Oh, I want the eBay bag, the black bag for shipping.
0: But stuff. the um the only downside to that Taking. is I know they're giving at least one of those per person away at the reseller remix.
1: I got two when I went to the eBay headquarters. And I gave one to my friend who mm-hmm. stayed with my dogs. But oh, that yeah. was like definitely a gift of the heart because something about the bags that I fill with my shipping, I'm very attached to. I use mm-hmm. them constantly. Okay, so alright I'm gonna spend it on that and maybe a blue t-shirt.
0: Also, I saw there was a, a, a job advertised on eBay that I thought, well, that's uh, that sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, I think I should apply for that. So uh, Sherry, let me see if you can uh, guide me along on this one. Uh, Apparently, they have um, advertised the job of senior manager, so reasonably good gig, of global operations, and I believe this vacancy has come up because the uh, previous incumbent, as we'll be talking about later on, has just about to start a fifty-seven month sabbatical funded by the uh, the government so there's a vacancy opening and I believe uh, I have the uh, the skills necessary to perform the role so uh, maybe if you could help me along and just sort of type along as I dictate my covering letter you can uh, you can help with this stuff so I believe I have all the right uh, qualifications i please to submit my application I believe the strengths I have to uh, offer to this particular role are that uh, I'm very good at uh, memorizing sophomoric Movies and uh, punchlines and uh, various lines from the, uh, the shows and I have all my uh, movies on VHS tapes ready to bring to team meetings all queued up at the point where I should uh, be able to play them so that's uh, a good qualification also um, I can do a very good uh, Robert De Niro impression you know the oh, one in those cool. Fokker movies where he has the two fingers and he sort of puts them up to his eyes so uh, perhaps you can write that down as well um, I'm also uh, very uh, very politically correct. I'm a totally uh, equal opportunity employer. I can uh, assure you that all good-looking ladies will uh, be equally considered for the role, including if she's uh, very, very good-looking in the occasional brunette. Um, I'm handy with a knife. I've stabbed it into this chair. You can, uh, you can see how uh, facile I am with uh, such equipment. And uh, by the way, I know my way around the underside of, all, of a RAV4. And um, I think Shari will uh, back me up here. Uh, I am a total paranoid whack job. So, frankly, that's everything you need to know. If you can um, just get that typed up and sent out on the wires, I look forward to uh, being invited for an interview. Also uh, in the news this week, or coming up this week, I, I, I did some more um, watching of uh, videos uh, on the uh, the eBay for Business YouTube site, catching up on some stuff from eBay Open that I didn't have time to see on the day, caught up with the, uh, the other seller presentations and some other stuff. Uh, and so having looked at that, I decided I would uh, fill in the the eBay sort of questionnaire they sent out after the uh, the event where you get, get to rate various sessions. And I don't know about you, Sherry, I think with hindsight, I felt pretty positive about the whole thing. Uh, I think, that as always, the eBay people were very uh, knowledgeable and uh, excited about their work and enthusiastic. That's good. That came through. And I think that the the live appearances, such as they were from people like Rebecca, Rebecca and, and Griff, uh, were, were good and kind of gave that event kind of a live feel, which I think it needed at certain points in the program. I, I did feel they overdid the sneak and trading cards, to be honest. Uh, That seemed to be an uh, overkill from my point of view. And it did, I think, leave people thinking, well, hang on, I don't sell sneakers or trading cards. as my future in eBay. Maybe they sent the wrong message there. Um, I mean, in terms of the actual content, I I think I say this every year, but I I find the the sessions are a little bit basic. I mean, they say there's an advanced session, but that's kind of like basic plus in my view. Um, And I would like to see a genuine advanced track uh, of of all new material that you can go every year and know that you can sit in that track you'll learn something new there'll be speakers and there'll be content they haven't used before and you can come back with a lot of new stuff rather than have to sit through a retreaded version of you know listing 101 or how to ship your item and all that sort of stuff which I I think for most people probably they know
1: me too I also liked it on I think it was 2019 Hmm or 18, when someone from Google came and gave a session, and that was really interesting hearing about what helps determine if your eBay listing will show on Google results.
0: One of the best presentations I I listened to was back in the, I think in Boston, the first one I went to, and that was Debbie Levitt who ran as was, one of those third party providers that used to be able to exist on the platform. And as a mathematician, she had a totally different perspective on the whole business of of eBay strategy, and it was just just a different way of looking at things I hadn't thought of before, and it just made total sense to me. And I just changed everything I did based upon the first five minutes of her presentation because it just I just saw things differently, just having an external perspective. That you know eBay people don't see things quite the same way. So you know, yes, I, I think they could definitely use external people. I think they get a little worried about non- eBay people appearing under the eBay logo and their brand, but I, I think that's you know perhaps uh, not something they need to worry about, but I think that's why they're a bit nervous about putting sellers up certainly in a live event they might not be so keen i think in a controlled environment like a pre-recorded thing yeah they'll they'll edit you out if you say anything that they think is brand brand hazardous but uh on on this platform who knows and we have um no massive surprises but we do have a full seller update
1: yeah so i think there are a lot of new things Um, photos, you'll be able to have 24, I think starting November 1st, if I'm Mm -hmm. remembering that right. right. So from 12 to 24. I'm personally going to need use that uh, for my my Louis Vuitton handbags that I Mm -hmm. list because 12 pictures is not enough to show the condition of every piece of hardware, every spot to show those close-ups and also that legitimize and validate that it's authentic. Although with the authentication program, maybe that's not as important. But to show all of that, I did a video this last time. And then when I tried to upload it, it said it was too big of a file. So I am looking forward to the 24 photos and um, the new messaging system will expand to, their de- to the desktop and you can opt in in the beta.
0: So I think with the introduction on the mobile side of things, you just got kind of given it with the option of perhaps going back if you didn't like it. And I think with the desktop, they're taking a slightly more cautious approach and you'll be offered the chance to opt in. So keep an eye open for, I mean, I would, I mean, I think it's much easier to understand. Keep an eye open for that. There'll be a little flag somewhere in the next few weeks where you can, yeah. you can opt in to do that.
1: That's where you can see yours and the buyer's mm-hmm. responses. So it's like a normal messaging yeah. system. And I'm hoping when they are uh, extending it to desktop that you can now send offers through it because currently you cannot.
0: Oh, okay. That's strange. So,
1: I, I mean, they just didn't have that enabled yet, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping being that they're expanding it to desktop that they're enabling <sighs>
0: enabling that. And please, please, please don't put the option to nag someone to pay the bill. Yeah, A one-click nagging thing would just drive me insane, but that's just me. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. All
1: right. So they are going to have new prompts to leave feedback. I didn't see too much.
0: That was – I think they announced that that back in February or something, but I've seen it commented – on various sites that that's something that they've obviously put out to certain people as something they're working on. I mean, I don't think it's a good idea to prompt anybody to leave feedback, whether you're eBay or anybody else. I think it works much better if it's something that you do, with you feel strongly one way or the other. I would much rather have... I mean, I get almost no feedback, and that's fine, because the people that do are the 2% who care, hopefully in a positive sense. You know, nagging everybody to do it means you're going to get a lot more middle-ranking scores. doesn't help me, you know, so... I, I'm not a fan of that, but I haven't seen it go live yet. So maybe it's still in the works.
1: Yeah. And then store newsletters have improved, and mm. you can get reporting on click throughs. I think that's great.
0: That looked really uh, quite impressive, actually. Yeah. Because the stores guys have been very busy trying to solicit, you know, ideas from sellers and feedback on what they're working on. And one of the things that I, I think has come up couple of sessions I've been on, I mean, if they could produce some metric that actually said how people were interacting with the store, how many people were coming through, how many were viewing, did they respond, I think people would get much more excited about putting the effort into doing these things. Um, The problem is that up until now, you've had no real information as to whether anyone was actually paying any attention, so it was hard to make the decision to take an hour out of your day to write a newsletter or whatever you have to do when you had no idea how effective it was. So I think they're beginning to address that. I don't think you're gonna get traffic reporting on the storefront though, not yet.
1: Okay, well, I do look forward to traffic reporting because that was useful in the past. Mm. Um, And also in regards to stores, you can add a video to your storefront. Have you done yours? I think it's about, no, it's so crazy. (laughs) Every time I think about, oh, well, maybe I could use that one. I realize, oh, that's not exactly tailored to my store. And um, I don't know, I want to have a good enough quality of a video in doing it. It does kind of baffle me that I haven't done it yet, but I definitely want it to be applicable and succinct and well done and i'm just haven't had a chance to do that how about you philip you uh, yes ours? it's very
0: high on my list of priorities as you know video is my yeah. thing
1: <laughs> yes i'm sure
0: no no i just... think i would like to just disappear into obscurity thank you very much indeed for the opportunity but uh, no no
1: <laughs> yeah i i want to do it but i i realize all the videos that i have are not appropriate or you know just the perfect thing if e- they
0: had uh, accepted my application for the ten thousand dollars to uh, totally renovate my workspace i would be more than happy to shoot a video in return and, and post that as being what the new the new new world order but uh, sadly my application was unsuccessful as they told me the other day so uh maybe next year
1: maybe next time you keep trying yeah and then on a more complicated
0: topic Uh-oh.
1: france has new requirements re- regarding serviceability and recycling. And here's where I'm confused. Okay. And then the UK post Brexit standards are yeah. changing. So what I'm confused about is so eBay, this is the other big deal that mm-hmm. I'm excited about eBay international shipping. They're capping what you're covered for to $150 now globe their global shipping program. That was a thousand dollar.
0: Cal. Yeah, and it was this. I just it frustrated me that we went through all these presentations at eBay Open where they were touting this wonderful new thing, and it re- sounded really, really good. I mean, I said it when you and I discussed it, and I said I can find nothing yeah. wrong with this. It's it's flawless. And then poking around the site, way, way, way deep in the 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 the, the links and questions and stuff, it says, oh, it's only for stuff that's valued at one hundred and fifty dollars or yet less. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't the hell didn't you say that in the opening comments? Because then I can then I can frame the rest of the converse, the discussion, knowing it's really for cheapo items only, and then it makes sense. Well, that's why they're not so fussed about people returning stuff and refunds. I mean, it's small beer, you know, because it's going to cost you sixty, seventy dollars to send the item, and it's one hundred fifty dollars item. So they're probably making a good amount of the margin on the shipping is probably substantial, and if you tossed out ten percent, you probably still would be ahead in the game. Now when you start shipping $3,000 items, you know, then it becomes a little bit tighter as to you know, dealing with returns and refunds and stuff. So I wish they'd just been upfront about that.
1: Yeah, so now shipping internationally, you're risking anything over $150. So I really have to think about that.
0: It's. I don't know how it's gonna work with auctions because you're gonna put the auction together, you're gonna to put your shipping policy on it, And how do you know what shipping policy to put in if you don't know what the closing price of the item is going to be? Does it automatically drop out of the program if you put eBay international shipping as shipping option number one for international, and then it goes over 150? Does it go down to option two? Again, this is not explained anywhere, by the way. Um, It it just seems odd. That's the one thing that that does not compute to me.
1: So can you ship items that are more than $150 this way, but you're just not protected more than $150. No, I think
0: it says, and it's, it's, the wording wasn't incredibly clear, but it, I read it as it's, it's for items. It said valued, I think, at 150 So in other words, I think if the price, the raw price before taxes and duty is, is if it's less than $150, you are in, and if it's more than $150, you are out.
1: And if it's more than 150, you have to use USPS priority or... And maybe
0: maybe GSP then kicks in, because they're kind of trying to harmonise the the duty paid and the duty not paid system. So maybe if it closes at less than 150, when they go to the buyer and say, do you want this sent duty paid or duty unpaid, duty unpaid is, is taken off the table at 150, and when it goes above 150, the only other option is duty paid i.e. it picks up the GSP workflow, which they probably won't talk to name as GSP anymore. I don't know. It's not clear to me. Um, and I have been spending a lot of time going through their site trying to figure this out.
1: Okay. Also, GSP listings will be migrated um, and others need to be edited. However, I, I, what I'm wondering is, is the GSP the global shipping program ending. I think it is, isn't it, or not?
0: As I see it, well, I think that that what they're saying is if you're in GSP now, GSP will then be relabeled eBay International Shipping. So you don't have to do anything if you're on GSP. You'll just get migrated. Your listings will migrate across to this new multi-faceted service. If you're not in GSP and you're just using, let's say, USPS Priority Mail International or something, then you would have to do something to get your listings into the EIS, the eBay International Shipping. Otherwise, they won't be there. So it's a case probably for most people changing a shipping policy or bulk editing the listings to change the shipping options. That's the way I read it.
1: That's too bad that they're not automatically migrating our eBay standard international. Yeah, I don't think they are. I, I, yeah. Now.
0: Anyway, it's, also, a, it's it's a little unclear, but it will obviously get more obvious. I, I was just disappointed they didn't say the 150 thing up front. That would have made life a lot easier.
1: Yeah. And then we can still create a label for, let's say, UPS worldwide or. USPS priority for items that are worth more than $150? I, I don't
0: think anything is changing in terms of the other label options, whether it be UPS, US, USPS, or whoever. But I don't think, because right now, if you sell something via, let's say, First Class Parcel International, you can go to the eBay workflow and you can print the label using eBay Standard International. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I do that, and I would only I do that because I think it's in the best interest of the buyer, and I will sell them a note and say, you know what, I changed your order to this because it was going to get there about the same time anyway, and it includes delivery confirmation, which you wouldn't have got in your country with the other service, so I think it's a better deal for everybody. Hope that's okay. Um, I don't think you can do that because I think if you don't specify, and this is the way they, they explain it, if you don't specify eBay International Shipping as the listing option, it doesn't it's not going to appear in the print label flow. So you can't put your orders out using that system anyway. You have to mm-hmm. you have to specify that up front for it to become be enabled later on in the flow. Mm-hmm. That's the way I read it anyway.
1: Okay. Well, I might have to modify anything over hundred and fifty dollars and think about whether I want to ship it internationally.
0: I've had pretty good luck, but you've got to pick the countries carefully. Yeah. Um, you, you need a list of, you know, countries that you, you're you comfortable with. And most, most, certainly most of Europe, which is where the money is, and Australia and New Zealand, they have delivery confirmation on first class Finland being an example where they don't. But most, then Italy's a black hole, I think still. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, generally it's pretty good. And I've had pretty good luck with that.
1: Yeah, well, I finally updated my... Excluded countries list, and I've excluded 111.
0: <laughs> well, there's Latin America and strange African countries now now blocked.
1: Yeah, and countries that it rejected because it was rejected by customs.
0: Yeah, that's all mostly right.
1: Latin America.
0: Um, what else we got on this one then?
1: Okay, well, let me see. I think that was it. Other than, I was confused as to why this is just more confusion being brought up by me, but France and um, the UK post-Brexit thing, um, I thought, oh, too bad they don't just handle it for you in the eBay international shipping, but it sounds like they just give you the information.
0: That was unclear. The interaction of eBay international shipping and France, for example, was not clear to me. At one point... In the questions, it says with the international shipping, eBay is the exporter of record, which is good because then they're on the hook for the documentation, which, of course, is part of the selling point. So I wonder with the case of France where, I mean, it's it's a reasonable objective of the French government, particularly they, they want to have, when people buy something in France, they're very keen on the idea of letting people know how repairable the item is. You know, things like phones now are really difficult to repair because they're all glued together because people want to be able to throw them in a swimming pool and, you know, have it pull it out and it works. So everything's all glued and waterproofed and stuff now, which makes things you know, like that very hard to repair. So I think the French, bless them, uh, want to have uh, an indication on stuff that you sell in France as to how repairable it is. and Can you get the parts? Are they available? Are they reasonably priced? Is there documentation? Can third parties do it? All that sort of stuff feeds into this repairability index. So and I suspect it doesn't apply to used stuff, which probably means most of us are off the hook. But if you're selling new stuff, I think that's a requirement that you may need to keep an eye on. And then there's also some other stuff in terms of recycling. I think you have to be able to take the item back, which, hey, if they want to ship it to me back, then I'm fine with that. I'm just going to toss it into landfill this end. But I don't <laughs> think it's going to be very economically attractive. I don't think you're obliged to pay for it to come back to you, but maybe you are. I, I, did, I couldn't find that written up anywhere. Okay. Good old Britain. Well, there you go. What a mess. Uh, it's unclear to me. I don't think anything's going to change in the short order on that one. They've got so many other problems uh going on right now that, that returning packages that refer to the European electrical standards rather than the new UK ones, I don't think it's going to make a lot of difference anytime soon. At some point, yeah, it's probably going to be an issue if you're selling new stuff, but I, I think it's kind of you know the whole Northern Ireland. Customs thing is a bigger problem. So my guess is that that's kind of a bit of a soft requirement right now. Just my guess. Though.
1: So we don't have to block them yet.
0: Ah, well, you should do anyway because they're, they're terrible people. But yes, <laughs> so that aside, uh, yeah, I think you're okay. I, I, France, you don't know. I don't know whether France is blocking blocking stage yet. It's Germany is in my view. Um, France, I, th- uh, I don't know. I haven't decided. Listen to Griff's podcast. He's very good at getting through all this stuff. Oh, good. It takes him a week to go out and get someone on the hook to actually give him a hard answer. But, uh, you know, he's he's got a lot of data on that. So that's that's good. That's the eBay podcast. Recommended whenever they do the France coverage. But a general reaction? Do you think it's good? Indifferent? Heard it all before? Where, where are we at with this one?
1: Oh, the fall seller update? Yeah. I think there's a lot of new things with mm-hmm. the added photos. I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. Mm-hmm. The store's newsletter. Uh, that's mm-hmm. good news. That lot of them, yeah. Messaging new messaging available on desktop i think and the and ebay international shipping is exciting that they handle returns at, le- at least for items under yeah, $150 yeah.
0: it's interesting it's an interesting so development and i think that my guess is if the 150 is true maybe that's just part of a a page that was written in the days of their their alpha trial and uh, somehow still on the site I only saw it on one page of all the faqs and everything i just found it buried on one page so that might be something that no longer applies i'm just guessing um it is interesting and it's a step in the right direction because it's like 200 countries everything you know all these items that you know just on the us are now opened up to 200 countries and that's a hell of a big difference yeah um it could be huge and they really have taken away all the pain points, which is the complexity of the paperwork, the risks, and the hassles. It's all gone, if it works the way they say it does. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, right. Okie dokie, uh, let's uh, ask you to be part of the show, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about uh, oh, cyber-stalking. Okay, so Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. True. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online That's www.sellsellsell.online Thank you for being part of the show. So hopefully uh, we can uh, we can find some guests at the uh, Reseller Remix, which is coming up in the very near future. Uh, we'll be taking our roving microphones and uh, maybe... Sticking it under your nose if you're there, because um, you know we don't like talking amongst ourselves really. So we'd like to have some extra voices on if that's okay with you. So we'll maybe try and get some uh, get some additional content while we're there. Also, uh, happening this week, various developments on the eBay uh, cyber stalking case, and we're not going to do the whole background on this. If you were to Google eBay and cyberstalking, you will have plenty of information to go through. So we've got two things. There are two aspects to this. One is the criminal side of things, and then there's the civil case. Why don't we start with the criminal side of things, because that's uh, had an update this week. And we have two more of the um, the seven people who have pled guilty to the cyberstalking actions, Mr. James Bohr and uh, David Harville. Now, they were... It is alleged and i guess they've pleaded guilty to being the the main protagonist in this particular set of actions uh, with uh, mr Bohr being the ringleader if you want to you know believe what ebay's been telling the feds uh, was he
1: the robert de niro
0: he was the robert de niro guy and I, I think reading between the lines it was his old job that they just advertised um okay. and uh he's going to be spending 57 months uh on a, a three meal a day plan um, which, you know, I don't know if he gets out earlier for good behaviour, who knows and then two years sort of uh, wearing an ankle, ankle tag or whatever one does after that so that's the best part of five years that's not a not a trivial amount of porridge as we would say in England um, and uh, the number two guy I think he was his, his uh, sort of sidekick uh, David Harville he gets two years inside and then two years wearing an ankle tag which is, uh, you know, makes you think really um, now it's interesting when you read the documentation that um, was associated with the sentencing, because as part of the process, you get reports on you, you get to make a case to the judge that really I'm a good guy, I just was in a bad situation, I wasn't thinking straight, whatever the, the story is, to try and you know negotiate down the amount of time you're going to serve. And there's quite a long document that Mr. Bohr's people put together for him. And it's interesting because it kind of feeds into the civil case a little bit. And there was lots of stuff in there. obviously, a lot about his personal circumstances, and you can you can read it. If you can't find it, just just contact us through the website and i'll I'll send you the link. Um, and you know he says really, again, the as far as he's concerned, he was pretty much just following orders. Now, his problem was he could never substantiate that with enough evidence. To really make it worth going to trial so that's kind of what he says and of course on the other side ebay says well what do you mean following orders you guys were completely off the reservation you were making it up as you went along and we knew nothing about all this you know here's a bus coming around the corner let's throw everybody under that um and you have to make your own mind up as to you know who's who's telling the truth there i mean it's not our job to try it here but it's interesting because there's a lot not there's a certain amount a little bit more meat on that bone of of the following orders story than we've heard before i mean lots of discussion about how meetings were taking place between him and various sea level personalities at uh, ebay that provides a little bit more insight perhaps as to how he thinks the organization was working and but take it with a pinch of salt obviously because these are the the ruminations of someone who's by now a convicted convicted felon, and by the way is trying to negotiate his sentence down, and by the way is also talking a lot of hearsay, and by the way isn't being cross-examined on any of this stuff. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, it, its strength as a legal argument maybe is a bit limited, but it is interesting, and. Um, if you don't know, if you watched the, if you were tracking the e-commerce bites uh, website, Ina did, I think, for the first time, put up a personal statement regarding the cyber stalking thing, talking about how they were preparing to go to this sentencing hearing to um, uh, input their uh, uh, views and their reaction to to how all this went down. So it's an interesting set of documents. Um, and we'll have more of these uh, sentencing hearings for the, for the people further down the chain in the next month or two. So that's interesting. A lot of documents came out of that. Now this is where it ties in with the civil case. So this is the Steiners going after lots of senior people at eBay, eBay itself as a corporation, and the working-level people who've already pled guilty to all this, um, obviously looking for, for fun, I mean obviously accountability more than anything else, but also financial damages. And so far up until now, what's happened was that the people being accused all clubbed together at the request of the judge and said, "Okay, you guys come up with a collective response because we're not going to try this out a hundred different times. And they basically all came back and said, you know what, all very well, but there just isn't enough proof for this case to stand up. There's no point taking it to trial. No jury is going to find us guilty. There's no evidence, no smoking gun. We want to put a motion forward that we dismiss the case on the grounds there's just no facts to support it Uh, and that's kind of where it got to now they've got the write-ups that were submitted as part of these sentencing and obviously Bo is the key guy because he's the guy that eBay would have you believe was the ringleader and came up with all this stuff by himself Um, his documentation is interesting because it does give a lot more information and it paints a picture of eBay that's not flattering to eBay, let's face it. And so the Steiners have applied for this set of documents to be entered into evidence into their case, which was accepted, and they're using the statements in them to try and respond and say, yeah, there, there is evidence, look at all this stuff, listen to what what's going on. And it, one of the interesting things is that one, there's no absolute smoking gum but the thing that I think is perhaps the most compelling is actually an email that Devin's wife sent to Boar, obviously without oh, Devin's wow. knowledge so you've got the situation and this is going to be a hard one for the, uh, for the eBay attorneys to explain that I, I think is Devin says well I, I wasn't. I knew nothing about this stuff I wasn't anything to do with it, nothing to do with me I didn't, I was instructing them to do this, whatever please dismiss the case there's no proof and then there's an email from Devin's wife, Debor, on. I mean, this is now this is actual you know hard copy email, um, saying, "Hey, you know, Devin's really upset about all this. Can you please pull your finger out and make something happen, please?" Now, if Devin didn't know anything about it, how come his wife is chiming in on on the case? It doesn't really make sense. Now, obviously, that's sort of a matter for the jury to decide, but it is when interesting. When was
1: this sent?
0: Uh, all this kind of went down, I think it was August, was it 2019? Now, that was interesting. Again, in the documents, what, what Bohr says is, well, look, I was told to make all this happen. I think it was around right about that time, because both Devin and Wendy Jones were on their one month sabbaticals, which you get every mm-hmm. few years at eBay. Uh, they were going to be out the country for a month, and he said that basically he was told that was the time to make this happen. Everybody was out of town. Y- you know, they had enough separation that you know he was instructed just to do whatever it took. And by the way, don't tell me what you're going to do. I don't want to hear that. You'll just be thanked after the event, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Legal, you know, doesn't want to get involved. So he's he's saying again without any of that testing legally as part of his mitigation that that all this was a conspiracy at a high level within ebay obviously no one's been judged on that yet but that's his allegation and, and when was
1: the email from Wenig's wife
0: uh you'd have to look in the run-up to all the when are they? you know with the, the pizzas and the pig masks and stuff i think also oh,
1: uh, right during all that I,
0: I think so but don't don't hold me to that i didn't i didn't okay. know down the date. but it, it's interesting because you could argue that the people if there was a conspiracy people were working very hard not to put anything on the record and maybe someone like devin's wife who perhaps wasn't thinking it through in quite so much detail might have let the cat out of the bag mm. it could be it could be viewed and again it's the jury that decide this i'm not going to try and you know uh, get into that but it's interesting in terms of that does change the complexion of it and it really now the whole thing i think turns on the judge's response to this motion to dismiss if the judge says yeah this is thick enough let's take it to trial then the steiners get what they want which is a jury trial and ebay is never going to get that let that happen there is just no way they want the brand tarnished with that all the depositions and the videos and everything being posted it would be the trial of the year
1: yeah, yeah.
0: it would be huge so i don't know what Numbers on the table in terms of um, the offer to the Steiners so far, I'm guessing it's seven figures. Um, I think if they can get to the point where the judge says, "Okay, I think there's enough here. We're going to go to trial on this thing. I I think you could add one, maybe two zeros on whatever numbers currently on the table because I, I think eBay will just pay whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. And I've no I'm just I know legal qualifications. I'm just thinking from the point of view of, of a company running a brand, the value of the brand, the the loss of market capitalization if the brand drops by a percent or two. It's 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 chicken feed any way you look at it. Yeah. Um so uh it's interesting. There's a lot at stake and this response is really their best case, their their best effort at this point to try and try and move that needle significantly, I think. So it's interesting. It's it's been quiet for a while, um, but that's that's where it's at. You've got one party saying, "Look at all this stuff. It's pretty obvious there was a conspiracy. We want to put people on the stand. We want to depose them. I think once we start doing that, we'll really find out what's going on." And then uh, the other side going, "Well, why would we do that? There's no proof. We're all going to take the fifth. Um, you know, you you got nothing against us. If you can't prove it, why why waste the court's time?" doing all this, it's not going to go anywhere, and it's really down to the judge to decide whether or not there's enough meat on the bone to haul in a jury and get them sworn in and, and, you know, see what happens. Wow. So it's interesting. I I find this stuff fascinating. If you can't find the links, the documents uh, on the line or whatever, feel free to uh, get in touch, and uh, we're pointing in the right direction for that stuff. And that's about it for this week's edition of the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. One diary date for you, by the way, if you are in the Orlando area. um, I've moved the date. 19th of October is our little face-to-face meetup. The uh, the stupid hurricane changed all my plans around, but there we are. So uh, 19th of October, I think it's a Wednesday night. uh, We're getting together for a drink and a chinwag. If you want to come along, uh, you can find out details at meetup.com or uh, at the eBay site, that's seller events ebay.com uh, thanks for your time we'll see you at the same time or thereabouts next week uh, look forward to that so this is philip jackson saying thank you very much indeed and
1: thank you for joining
0: us and this is fake announcer guy saying see you next time he got there in the end